there. Welcome to You're Doing Fine, Oklahoma, where we explore mysteries, hauntings, and family secrets from the great state of Oklahoma and beyond. I'm Shy. And I'm Shanna. We're wannabe mystery solvers and cousins that love to hash out our favorite whodunits during family time. Our husbands are afraid of us, as As they they should be. be. We'll get there. Okay. You know, we will get there. I love it. Okay. Okay. So. Hold, please. Oh. I need to close the pod loft door. Go Uh, do that. Door. Go do that. Hold, please. Like, this just stops on a dime. You know what? (laughs) (laughs) When I say hold, it should. Wow. Okay. Shy thinking she has the power in the pod left. Whatever. I do not. <laughs> I like to think I do. I have none. Shan is the one in control. Shanna, are my are my peaks tiny? They're always tiny. Damn it. But it's fine. Totally fine. Okay. So listen, Shy. Shanna, go. Okay. I have for you today. Yes. Um A solved crime. <gasps> You're not going to do a cold case? <laughs> You're going to give me some closure today? I'm going to provide you with closure. Thank you. I need this in my life right now. Um, closure is I a know that thing. mentally we just can't take another unsolved homicide. I just can't, you know? <laughs> when it gets to the point where you're watching British shows every week to cleanse your palate just as a palate cleanser i'm not saying that like it's a bad thing that sound that sounded wrong but i love british shows i do too they're the best they make me want to go back especially if they have a yorkshire accent oh even better yeah 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 so we're gonna do a soft crime today yes and this crime was brought to us By my friend Amber. Okay. Who's a nurse. Nice. And she told me, well, I'll just say this out loud and it's fine. She can tell me if I'm spilling the wrong tea, but she told me after our Valentine's episode about Dr. Lipstick. uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yes. um, She was like, one of my friends was a baby student nurse. In his OR the day he killed his wife. No, no, no. Yes, yes. What? Queen, yes. Oh my gosh, did she like have to testify? The baby student nurse? I didn't ask a lot of probing questions. Typically I do. Where were you? (laughs) Typically I do. Where was your head? Like you're the most inquisitive person I know. Like She caught me on my commute (sighs) and sent me a text and was like, I just, I listened to this and whatever. And she said that in the text. So it's Siri's voice reading me the text. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I didn't get the interaction that I needed out of it. So I'm going to follow up with her on that. But I was just like. That's the best. Which just goes back to everybody in Oklahoma City knows everybody. I know. It's only six degrees of separation between oh. every human being in the Oklahoma City metro area. It is the most insane bananas true And people. Comment. People that don't live here think that Oklahoma City is just like a real small podunk town, which you're not wrong. But it's like 720 square miles. Yeah. In Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City is huge. So aren't we one of the largest cities yeah, in the by country? Land area. By land area, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. Not population, but Yeah. But everybody knows everybody. So it's it's insane. Even people that are in um, you know, Edmond or, yeah. you know, it doesn't have to be Oklahoma City proper. It can be all no. of these suburbs. And Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like the metropolitan area yeah, yeah. goes basically to Stillwater and basically down to Lawton. Yeah. Right. It's so, insane. Yeah. Um, anyway, I that's, just thought that was funny. Oh she my. was like, my friend was a baby, a baby student nurse in his OR. And I was like, Shut the fuck like, up. I need to know all of the fucking details. I need to know. Yeah. Just because, yeah, oh my yeah. God. 
she's amazing. I used to work with her husband and she's like kept in contact over the years and she's super cute. I love that. That's awesome. I love her. Anyway, this one that I'm getting ready to do, she, we saw each other recently and she was like, so you're going to do this one, right? And I was like, "Mm -hmm, it's on my list, which it was. But, you know, I was like really addicted to, uh, Unsolved cold cases mm-hmm. for a while. Yes. I've gone through recovery. I'm now. <laughs> I think. I'm weaning myself off the bottle. I mean, I, it's a good it's a good place to be. <laughs> you know, we want to solve these crimes. We don't like things going unsolved. But also to let's let's take a let's take a break from no closure. Yeah. Yeah. So this one is completely solved and everybody is satisfied with the uh, outcome, I think. So sweet. So we are going to talk about the murder of Rob Andrew. Okay. Do you know this? No. Okay. I might once you start telling me, but right off the bat. It's been on like Dayline. It's like a relatively well-known Oklahoma murder. Okay. 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 Um, Okay. So we're going to start with the background of his wife. Okay. Brenda Andrew. Got it. All right. So Brenda was born in 1963, and she grew up in Oklahoma in Enid. Mm. Right? We know where Enid is. We definitely know where Enid is. Um, She was part of, like, a church-going family and, by all accounts, spent her formative years while she was growing up. Like, she was a very smart, so she was doing a lot of schoolwork and, like, activities like that. And then a lot of church activities, too. So, like, her church was very important to her mm-hmm. and her um, friends from the church and everything like that. That's that's common here in Oklahoma. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Especially small, smaller communities. It's very church-based. Totally. So, she was known to be pretty shy. Mm-hmm. And she sort of kept to herself. Mm-hmm. Which, yes. Same. Me, yep. <laughs> um, do that. Um. So I believe it was her brother that went to school at OSU, uh, Oklahoma State. And while her brother was going to school at Oklahoma State, it might have been a cousin or something like that. It was a family member of some sort. They introduced Brenda to a guy named Robert Andrew, who's also a student at Oklahoma State. So they get to know each other. They kind of have the same value system. They both are very family-oriented, church-oriented, you know, Mm -hmm. all that. So, eventually, they start dating exclusively. And this is while Brenda's still in high school. Oh, wow. There's not, like, a huge age difference. Okay. But she's still, like, probably a junior or a senior, and he's, like, a freshman at OSU. Okay. Which is common. Yeah, especially, yeah. Yeah. So, this is, like, in the 80s. Oh, yeah, especially back then. Yeah. So when she graduates, she decides to go to a little college in Kansas. Okay. And they're still dating. And eventually she like goes to join him in Stillwater. Okay. Nice. Okay. So they get married in June of 1984. All right. And soon Rob is offered a job in Texas. So they relocate to Texas. Rob really, really wanted to come back to Oklahoma, but Brenda, like, loved Texas. Hmm. Okay. So, for whatever reason, she was living her best life in Texas, did not want to come back. He gets offered a really good job at an advertising agency here in Oklahoma City. So, he comes back to Oklahoma, and she stays in Texas. But still married. Still married. And she's, like, working at the time and stuff like that. So she doesn't want to leave her job and her friends and stuff like that. That's interesting. Yeah. So she stayed in Texas for a while. And that's when everybody says their relationship sort of started to go down the old crapper. Right. Okay. Right. Which makes sense when you're separated like that. But I mean, yeah, especially when you're like, hey, I got this awesome job. Let's move back to Oklahoma City. And one of you is like, "Mm, no. Yeah. Yeah. Which whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So 
they kept it going. Didn't believe in divorce. That old song. And oh dance. my God. Um, yep. <laughs> and eventually Brenda came back to Oklahoma. All right. So Rob is growing in his career like really quickly. He becomes an executive at his advertising agency. Nice. And they're he's making like good money and he's doing stuff and they're like very involved in their church. And apparently he had a time when he was kind of like partying and stuff like that, but that all went away and he started getting really involved in their church and you know they, they were adulting at this they point. They were adulting. <laughs> they quit childrening. Yeah. They were adulting. Got it. So in nineteen ninety, this is six years after they get married. In 1990, they have their first kid. Okay. Okay. Got it. Um, Brenda quit her job and became a stay-at-home mom. So he's making good money. She's like, cool, whatever. She's like, I got this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So four years later, they have another child. But the marriage, from all accounts, was very strained. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> So Rob and Brenda were, like, really trying to focus on their family and also their church community. And in 1998, they were part of a group of people that helped start a new church called North Point Baptist in Edmond. Why does this sound from it? Because it's right over there. Okay. I'm like, wait, I've seen this before. Yeah. Okay. It's right over there. (laughs) You're, like, looking in a direction that I know. (laughs) Like, that doesn't. You got, right it's funny. That. She's like blinking in one direction, and I'm like, but I don't know where that's at. It's like right I over think there, it's down 150th, like 150th in council. I'm very good at directions and my yeah. spatial awareness. It's so. like the other side, like past mercy and all that. Yep. I'm pretty sure. Yep. I think that's the one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So they were like founding members of this church. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Um, which I guess is a big deal. I don't know. Sounds like a big I don't deal. Know. People magazine made a very big deal about it. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, they were I don't know anything about. I don't know anything about founding a church. Founding a church. Same. So I've only founded cults. I have I, no idea about churches. Like no idea. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so. They're, like, super active in this church. Got it. They're probably considered, like, elders in this church, I would assume. I mean. Like, a big deal. That's all we, from what experience we've had, there's elders and then there's. Just the common folk. The common people. Right? I don't know. Sure. So, she's, like, super active in it. Starts teaching Sunday school. All that jazz, right? She is typical stay-at-home mom. Sunday school teacher, very conservative, like dressed conservatively, did her hair conservatively, very like shy and mild, mild mannered and everything like that. But then her vibe like started to change. Okay. And she went from the very conservative vibe to wearing more revealing clothing and stuff like that, which I'm like, yes, queen, do you like midlife crisis? Was she a little older or she was just. Feeling herself. She came into her own, like... 98, 99, she would have been, like, 35 or 36. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. she was starting to, like, come into her own, yeah. like... She's probably just figure, figuring herself out. Yeah. Well, um, I've been there. Well. <laughs> and people started talking. Because like she do. dressed differently. Yeah, like they Okay. Do. So, at the time, Rob is telling his preacher at the church and his friends... That their marriage was not in a good place, and he was worried she was having an affair again. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so apparently Rob had caught her a couple of times having affairs or trysts or whatever. And one of those times was before they got married. Wow. Yeah. So I'm kind of like... Why did you get married? Mm-hmm. I have a lot of questions, but none of them are answerable at this point, so. Was it a marriage of convenience? Like, what? I'm wondering if it was one of those things, because this was 84, 
mm-hmm. where the invitations have already been embossed. The church has already been booked. Right. The wedding dress is hanging in her bedroom at home. And what will other people think? What would other people think if we called off the wedding right now? I mean, I feel like, sure, it would have been page six for a hot second. um, And then they would have been over it. (laughs) Or not. (laughs) My feeling is like no one would have given a shit, but that's just Oh, someone would have given a shit and made it... made it seem as if everyone did. No, that's fair. So but that's what people I also have to just deal with. Don't care enough. Maybe that's what the problem is. I think, yeah. I mean, I think that you're on that side where you're just like, I don't care about other people's issue. Yeah. I mean, I can, I totally understand that. I don't really care about other people's issue, but I see, I've been around enough people who love when people fuck up. Oh, and yeah. Love to, um, 100%. You know, make it a really bad thing that they were human. Oh, dear God, and made a mistake. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of like thinking it was one of those type mm-hmm. of things where they were like, well, let's already paid for a caterer. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, your parents are what be will really parents curious think? why we're calling off this wedding mm-hmm. and whatever. Yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah. So that was the first time he oh, caught her. Okay. And then he caught her, like, after they were married. And then a couple of other times, apparently. Allegedly. 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 Um. So in 97, one of, the, one of these affairs, in 97, she has a short affair with the husband of her friend. Mm-hmm. And basically it becomes boring. And she's like, I'm over it. So we're not doing this anymore. And the husband of the friend was like, okay, I'm kind of getting divorced for you, but okay. Um, oh, so maybe she yeah. has some little narcissistic, um, you know, it's possible tendencies maybe that she maybe used people for her own. Just wait, it gets worse. Okay. <laughs> so in 99, she starts an affair with a guy that works in the grocery store that she she shops at. Okay, first of all. And she is brazen as fuck. Okay? Like, one day, she just walks up to him in the grocery store in her, like, uh, short skirt outfit and hands him a key to a motel room. And is like, meet you there, wink, wink. And he's like... What's happening? Married at the time, but he's like, okay. Shit. I'm I'm in. Let's do this. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> Brazen as fuck. Okay. Um, I don't mean to sound mean about anyone that works at a grocery store. But if your husband is bringing in some figures, maybe I should just stop there. Because <laughs> it sounds real think, rude of me right now. Well, like, why would you want to? I don't know. I think she was not fulfilled in her marriage oh, in some sort of way. 100%. He or they didn't believe in divorce. Right. One of the two. And she was like, I need some D I'm in my life. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And he's going to deal with it. Right. And I'm just going to find the first cute guy that I can yeah. find just because I need the he D. He could have been adorbs. I don't know. But they carried on this affair for two years what yeah they carried on this affair where they would meet at motels or in the backseat of her car or whatever they carried on this affair for a while all right well uh yeah so (laughs) i'm sorry it lasted a couple of years and then she was like i'm over it i'm telling you (laughs) she was like she Oh, she doesn't he care about... She was devastated, apparently. She doesn't care about anyone. No. Um. So she drops his ass. And... Oh, it Lord. has kind of an interesting timeline because her affair with the grocery store guy drops off, like, mid-2001. Okay. Okay. So also in 2001, in May, to be exact... Rob Andrew purchases an $800,000 life insurance policy 
from a church friend of theirs named James Pavot. I'm going to church it up and say Pavot. I'm not sure if it's Pavot. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say Pavot. I know exactly the story you're talking about yeah. right now, and I'm here <laughs> for it. I am here for it. Yes, please continue. This is the best. So James was a friend of the Andrews for a long time. Jim, James and his wife were friends with the Andrews. Like, they did dinner together. They did church shit together. Like, um, got on, like, a dumpster fire, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And him and Brenda got along so well when they were teaching Sunday school together that the church leaders or elders or whatever were like, we don't require your services anymore teaching Sunday school because it's making people fucking uncomfortable. (gasps) Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. So, like, you're in a church. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even go to church, but I know you don't do that kind of stuff in a church. Yeah. So they're like, it was so overt that the church elders were, like, clutching their pearls and, like, you can't do this in our church. You know what? I do love a good pearl-clutching moment. Sure. And I love to cause them sometimes. Sure. Um, But a damn. Yeah. In it, a church. In church. So... Um, they were like flaunting it all over the place. James divorces his wife in the summer of 2001 after he writes that $800,000 life insurance policy for his buddy, Rob Andrew. Um, James and Brenda were not hiding shit. They were just like very out and proud about it. Um, and I'm- by October 2001, Brenda had filed for divorce and and kicked Rob out of their house. Okay. And she was, like, keeping the kids away from him, not letting him have visitation and all that shit. And I'm like, listen, that's not fucking cool. Nope. That's not cool at all. No. Um, But But also, she did not have any issue telling people how much she hated Rob and wished he was dead. Shit. She had no fucking problem with it. None. So... October 2001, she files for divorce. October 26th of 2001, Rob Andrew discovers that his brake lines have been severed. (gasps) He tries to drive his car and it's a... I don't remember that part. Okay. Clusterfuck. Oh my God. And literally like within an hour or so after him discovering that his brake line, like his brakes don't fucking work on his car. Mm Mm-hmm. He gets a call from some chick stating that Brenda had been in a bad accident and was in a hospital in Norman and he needed to come down there because she was gravely injured. So Uh, (laughs) since Rob had already discovered that his brake lines were cut, he was super sus about this whole fucking thing. Yes, as he should be. He was like, uh, if I were to get on the interstate <laughs> going 70 miles an hour, having not discovered my brake lines cut. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So he's super suspicious about this shit and calls the cops mm-hmm. and is like, first of all, somebody cut my brake lines. And then my soon to be ex-wife is in an accident mm-hmm. and someone's trying to get me to go to Norman on the same day. Yeah. Just willy nilly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he tells them, I think my wife and her boyfriend are trying to kill me. No way. Yes. He hit the fucking nail on the head and was like, uh, apparently Rob was pretty smart. Yeah. Um, so after he reports this whole, this shenanigan to police, he calls the life insurance company and says, I need to remove my wife as the beneficiary because we're going through a divorce and she's a fucking lunatic mm-hmm. and she's also trying to murder me. Mm-hmm. And the life insurance company is like, okay, let me look into that for you. Right. Yeah. Somehow I'm unclear on how somehow James, who you'll recall wrote the insurance policy, right. he's an insurance agent. James Finds out about Rob Andrew trying to remove Brenda as a beneficiary, and he, like, intercedes. 
So James calls Rob and says, hey, bro, I heard you're trying to do this thing with the insurance policy. You can't remove Brenda as the beneficiary because she's the owner of the policy. And Rob is like, what? How is that possible since I'm the one who pays for the policy and I'm the one who signed the fucking documents, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So it's all very like, they're trying to be smart, but they're not smart. Um, so Rob is like, why is he saying Brenda owns this? You know, what's the deal? So again, he goes to the insurance company and the insurance company is like, no, she doesn't own anything oh my God. in this. Uh-huh. And he's like, I need to see the documents like yesterday. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So come to find out, um, James and Brenda forged his signature on some documents, transferring the ownership of the policy. <gasps> yep. Oh, my God. I don't remember that part. Yeah. So Rob is like, okay, fuck all this. He calls James's supervisor and is like, I need the information. Yeah. And the supervisor is like, no, you are the owner of the policy. That is clear in our system. We don't, if you want to change the beneficiary, that's completely your call, like blah, blah, blah. And so this guy, the supervisor and Rob, Rob trusts him because he's like, you know, being straight with him. And so Rob's like, um, by the way, James is trying to kill me. No. Yeah. He's like, I need James out of my business. Like, keep him far fucking away from my business. Mm-hmm. And also, he's trying to kill me. And I have reported it to the police. No way. Yeah. So the supervisor, what I can only assume is the most awkward silence ever. <laughs> I know, right? He's like, oh, shit, this went. This like, escalated oh, real quick. Fuck me. I don't want to be involved in any of this. Like, yeah. This is not what I signed up for with this job. Like, like that's one call you don't okay. expect to get as a supervisor. <laughs> Yeah. You expect to get the you guys suck. Yeah. This is suck. You don't you don't get that. Hey, your employee is actually trying to murder me. Yeah, your employee is fully trying to murder me. They don't just suck at their job. They're also trying to murder me. They're also psychopaths. <laughs> so anyway, he's like actively telling people that Rob and Brenda are trying to kill him because he knows. Yeah, like, right. We need as many people to know as possible. <laughs> so. James finds out about that communication between Rob and his supervisor, and James is fucking livid. Livid. Because he's crazy town. Yeah, because people are seeing. Ah, they're not getting away with it. And he, like, flies into a rage, tells Rob not to get him fired or else, like, blah, blah, blah. Whatever. So we fast forward about a month to the Thanksgiving holiday. Right? Because this was at the end of October. Mm -hmm. So now we're going to the end of November. Rob is headed to his house where Brenda kicked him out of to pick up the kids because it's his turn to have the kids for the weekend or for the holiday or whatever. Um, He meets Brenda in the driveway and the kids aren't with her. She requests that he come into the garage to light the pilot light to the furnace. Okay. Where's James? Why can't James do it? Yeah. I agree. That would oh be 1,000% my, my question. Yep. But here we are. Nope. I'm standing right out here in <laughs> full public view. Yes. Please bring the children outside. To me now. Yep. So he kneels down to light the pilot light. And James... Shoots Rob with a 16-gauge shotgun. Holy fuck. And then hands the gun to Brenda, where she shoots him a second time. No. Yep. So they're like, boom, mission accomplished, did it. Then James shoots Brenda in the arm with a twenty-two, <laughs> And flees. Because that won't be suspicious at all. Yeah. They're so smart. So James flees the house somewhere. Brenda calls 911 and very theatrically is like, 
my husband and I have just been shot, home invasion, all the keywords. Like, I think she tells them that it was like a black guy that came in and tried to rob them. And yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, She's like, I I think my husband is dead. Blah, blah, blah. I'm bleeding. I've been shot too. Send help now. Yada, yada, yada. You know, all the standard 911 shit. Yep. When you're lying. Yep. Um, so when first responders arrive, Rob is dead and Brenda's taken to a hospital with a very superficial gunshot wound to Mm -hmm. her arm. Mm -hmm. The children are found in another room watching television on such a high volume that they had no idea what was going on. It's awful. Okay. Yep. So pretty immediately investigators find out that Rob owned a 16 gauge shotgun and Brenda refused to let him take it with him when she kicked him out. So it was still in the house. Right. So they're like, this chick has a very artificial gunshot wound from a, from a pistol. Mm-hmm. Not, not the a shotgun. shotgun. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can't find the 16 gauge shotgun in the house. So they're like, ding, 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 what's going on? Right? Right. So in the house next door to Robin, Brenda's house, they find a spent shotgun shell that is the same brand and size found in the Andrew garage. And also found were several live 22 bullets. Like Inside this house. Like they just fell out of someone's pocket or something. So I'd love to... Okay. So was this house empty? Hold. Okay. Hold, please. So it is determined at that time the owners of the home next door are gone for the holiday. Hmm. But Brenda Andrew has a key Oh, to she, watch over their house for them. Does she house set for them she sometimes? Does. She does. Because she's so good about things uh-huh. like that, isn't she? Uh-huh. Taking care of everyone. Yep. Like they do. Yep. For their own personal gain. Exactly. Okay. So it appears that someone makes it into the attic of the home, of that home next door. There's no forced entry. There's nothing missing from that house. It's just like they took a trip up into the attic. Okay? Yeah, because that's what all... um... burglars want to do is right. just not i'm not going to touch anything else but i really want to see your attic yeah just go up into the attic I need to see that attic <laughs> space like is it are we able to add on here exactly how's the insulation so i don't know if they found a gun up there or anything like that i truly don't know it was like very uh, i'm not 100 percent sure so yeah. just stick with me yeah I'm I'm with you because I this story I I have something to add to this when you're done with this story. Do you know someone that knows someone? I, I will tell you when you're done. Yes. Okay. okay. So as the investigation is kind of going on and preparations are being made for Rob's funeral, Brenda and James flee with her kids to fucking Mexico. Uh huh. Which is like everybody's like, um, oh, you're not guilty at all. Tell me you're guilty without actually telling me you're guilty. 100%. (laughs) So investigators are like, well, it's them, right? (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, we know it's them, right, guys? Right? So James has an adult daughter named Jana. And she starts cooperating with them, with local police and the FBI. Because no, it's a na- they're fleeing, you know, yeah, fleeing prosecution. So she starts cooperating with them. And come to find out, her dad had asked Jana to call Rob in October and tell him that Brenda was in a terrible accident to get him down to Norman. And she's the one that called? And she is the one that called. And she says, I did it. I did not realize what their intentions were at the time. I thought I was just telling him that his wife had been in an accident. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah. So she had no idea. Also, 
she was like, I didn't really realize what was going on until November, right before the Thanksgiving holiday. My dad offers to take my car to get serviced. And when he brings it back to me on November 26th, nothing has been done. And there's a fucking 22 bullet in the floorboard. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So she's like, I am cooperating. Yeah, this is not look good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, of course, they're in Mexico with her kids. They don't have any money. They are calling Jana for money. They're like, can you wire us some money? Can you send us some fucking Western Union or some, you know, yeah. something? Can you send me and, a gift card? And she's, yeah, can you send me an iTunes gift card? <laughs> um, and she's like, no, I can't. Because the FBI has my phone tapped and I can't. Mm, yeah. like, <laughs> You're a wanted felon. Yeah, she's like, I cannot I'm send you not going to do that. money. So every time they call, the FBI is listening because mm-hmm. they have her phone tapped. Um, she never tells them that she's cooperating, but finally after three months in Mexico, they cross the border back into the U S and are picked up in Texas. Um, so this should be like super open and shut, easy peasy, whatever. It's not, um, Around the time that James and Brenda are deciding to cross back into the U.S., the district attorney here in Oklahoma County gets a phone call from Brenda's attorney stating that he has a document that the district attorney's office needs to see in order to exclude Brenda Andrew as a knowing participant of the murder of Rob. Nope. Okay? Okay. So... The document that is turned over is a signed confession letter, supposedly written by James, stating that Brenda had no idea that James and his friend were planning and completed the execution of Rob Andrew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. The attorney that turned it over was like, I'll give you this if you drop any charges against Brenda Andrew. No, fuck that. Nope. And the Oklahoma County District Attorney's Office was like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. With that. Um, I mean, thank you for the offer. <laughs> like, thank you. And I love this journey for you. That but, you think you're being cute, but no. No, your journey ends here. <laughs> <laughs> but no. So that obviously wasn't the case. They charged both James and Brenda with murder. And decided to try them separately, which is okay. smart. Yes. Right? Because as we recall, if you try people together and they are and a, one is not. Yep. Yep. And they are acquitted. You lose them. Then you lose them both. Forever. Yep. So they tried James first in late summer of 2003. So they crossed back over the border in, like, early 2002. Okay. And they try him in the summer of 2003. Okay. Okay? Yeah. So during his trial, a handwriting expert was brought in and testified that the handwriting was that of James in the confession letter. And along with other testimony, he was found guilty, obviously, and sentenced to death. Um, in July of 2004, so a year later, they try Brenda. Okay. Interesting. And during Brenda's trial, they presented a lot of the same things as they did during James's. But Brenda's attorney tried to get the confession letter admitted. But in order to do that... They needed to verify the authenticity of this letter, right? So they needed James to say, yeah, I wrote that letter. That's me. Mm-hmm. I wrote it. I confessed to it. <laughs> and they needed to, him to do it under oath. Right. On the stand. Uh-huh. Right? 
Not perjure himself. This was their whole defense plan. Yeah. It was like she did. It's weighing know. it's weighing on this the whole defense is weighing on the letter. She had no idea, but then she ran away with him to Mexico. Whatever. Because um, she loved him and she wanted to keep him safe from ugh. any type of prosecution. Barf. Or persecution. He would have <laughs> sorry. They needed him to admit that he wrote it under oath. So they brought James in and he pled the fifth. Refused to admit to writing that letter at all. <laughs> okay. And he pled the fifth because his attorney told him to. His attorney was like, do not fucking admit to writing that letter. Mm-hmm. This is what our appeal is based on. Right. Our appeal is based on the fact that this handwriting expert is a fucking Looney Tune. Right. And you were not involved in this at all. Right. And the only thing tying you to this crime is this fucking bullshit confession letter. Right. That we're going to say is bullshit. Right. So he (laughs) cannot. He sells her on up that river. He cannot testify to that being his Mm -hmm. handwriting and that being his confession. (laughs) (laughs) So without that, she's fucked. Oh. Um, So... During her trial, they brought in, like, every dude she had an affair with. Oh, damn. All of them. And one article I read was, like, she was sex-shamed to death and stuff. But I want to offer another point of view on that. Okay. Because... I don't know that they sex shamed her. Some of the stuff they did was really fucking questionable. Like they took out her um, panties and bras from her um, <laughs> vacation bag that she packed for Mexico uh, and pulled out. Like it was like thong underwear and lacy bras. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's what every woman wears now. Yeah. And they're like, no good wife and mother wears no. this. No church elder would wear that. It's granny panties all the way. <laughs> yeah. They're, and they're holding them up for the jury to see. Okay? So, in that regard, I'm like, that was fucking shady and you shouldn't do that. Right. But at the same time, if she's having multiple affairs and one of these affairs is with the guy that wrote her husband's life insurance policy, mm-hmm. I don't know that that's sex shaming so much as setting up a pattern of of conduct to show what she's been doing. Right. However, I don't think holding up underwear yeah, 1000% um, needs to be part of that showing the type her type of conduct. I think just having those men testify that yes, I yeah. did have an affair with her. Yes, it was this many years, whatever. Yes, she basically threw me away when she was done with yeah. me. Or she told um, me when we were having an affair that she hated her husband, she would just, he was there right. or whatever. Right. Like, yeah. Like whatever. that that can 100% um, would have done the trick right there. I think. I I don't think the underwear and, and panties should have been a a part of that. Honestly, yeah, but, agree, agree. But they're gonna do. It's always going to be when a woman is involved, whether a victim or the murderer, perpetrator, or whatever. They're always. It's always going to be about sex in some form or another. Yeah. And they're always going to use that against the woman, no matter. It's never going to be an equal, well, he's a dude. He was just doing what his penis told him to do type of situation. Right. It's always, um, she was nothing but a whore and a hussy. And yeah, it's always going to be like that yeah. until it's not one day, which won't be in our lifetime. But. No, that won't be in our lifetime. So they essentially tried to make her look like a bad wife, a bad mother, and Kind of just smearing her name, which. I mean, she murdered someone. Smear away. Yeah, you know what I'm, I'm saying? Like, like, you weren't a great wife. No. I'm going to throw that out there. No. And maybe your husband was a piece of shit. I don't know. Yeah. We don't have that side of the story. There's, but When it comes to. When it comes to affairs, like, let's just be honest. There's no, like, black and white affair. Every affair is a gray area. Yeah. There's not any. Well, this dude was just a, tre- a cheating bastard and. He just needed – there's other things involved. Um, but there's also – I don't know. I 
I th- obviously she wasn't a good wife because she just kept doing it and just instead of just saying, okay, you know what? <laughs> Let's get a divorce. Let's just get a divorce. Because she finally, she, at some point she filed for divorce. Yeah. I mean, after, she did it. She yeah. pulled the trigger. Yeah. After multiple. I mean, she could have done it after the uh, first one. Yeah. So I'm just kind of like, eh. There, there was one article that was written completely from the perspective of the fact that she was completely sex-shamed through her whole trial. And I'm like, eh, I don't 100% agree with that. But at the same time, if it was an affair that led to her part of her motivation for murdering her husband, I think you have to talk about that right. in the trial. You can't just be like, well, she was a wife and then she wanted to kill her husband. Right, like, no. You have to connect those dots right. somehow. 100%. No, I agree with Do that. Do you need to bring seven people up on the stand and have them go through every sexual position she had you in? No. <laughs> yeah, that's not. No, you cool. did you did it in the bathtub five times? No. Yeah, you don't no. like We don't need all that. No. So she was convicted. Mm-hmm. She got sentenced to death as well. She's the only woman sitting on death row in Oklahoma right now. Oh damn. Yeah. I didn't know this. One. Um so <laughs> In her appeals, they tried to establish that the prosecution never actually um, established her participation in the murder. They talked about her affairs and stuff like that, but they never actually said what her participation was in the murder. Luring her ex-husband to the house. Right. And that's the theory, because neither of these people would give it up. Neither of these people was giving up the story, right? Um, She appealed a couple of times. So did James. All of their appeals were, you know, um, denied. Cute. And (laughs) You're cute. (laughs) And they are both still on death row. Both of them still deny any connection to the death of Rob Andrew. No. Yeah. No, no. You are 100% guilty. Yeah. It's very blatant, but cute that you try. Yeah. That's cute. Yeah. For me, it's the, some, whoever shot him went into a house next door that didn't have any forced entry and was locked and you had the key. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're both guilty as fuck and you don't, you don't take out a life insurance (laughs) Policy. If you take out a life insurance policy and then forge signatures to then have your yeah. girlfriend be the owner of said policy, you are making yourself look guilty. Yeah. Go ahead with yeah. dipshits. Like, he lost everything for her. Yeah. I mean, he lost everything. Literally, he lost he his freedom. He probably had her. a decent... He probably had a decent life. Yeah, sure. A decent job. He lost everything for her i'm sure yeah i hope it was worth it for him i, I don't hope, think it was but i hope that 30 <laughs> seconds was worth it dude yeah like it's it was rough that's awful it was rough yeah those but poor babies too I like know. without but their parents now yeah. yeah two kids with no parents that's awful but good job for that one for Jana, the the daughter of james like um i'm I am helping because no, this yeah, is not. Yeah, she was like, first not of all, what I grew up with. You didn't get my fucking car serviced. Yeah, like you said, you were. Yeah, and now I find a bullet in the floorboard. I'm no, s- thank you. I'm telling everything I know. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. So, um, my little part of this story is this happened a block away from Ryan's parents' house. <gasps> it went down a block away. I didn't know that. Yes, it was right. Yes, because we saw it on the news, and they they read out the <laughs> they read out the a- address, and Ryan was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> that's r- that's a block from my parents." Yeah, so it was right there. Wow, like right by their house. Yeah, and I, I think no he even because we knew it was a big, you know, shotgun that was used, and I think he even asked his dad, maybe, "Hey, did you guys hear any hear any gunshots last night?" Because somebody just got uh, murdered down down your way. <laughs> so, yeah. That's crazy I know. town. I know. Just like right there. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I know. That's gross. Again, small world. It's a very small town. 
very small town. I'm just like, that was good, Shan, because there was parts of that, like, I didn't, I didn't remember. There's a whole lot more, but it would not have fit into, just like, a... Or 45 minutes? Yeah, there's way more. I mean, there are some news stories that went into every one of her affairs. I mean, I think... And it was gross, and I was like, I'm not interested That's in that. That's just them trying to sell papers, I yeah. think. But they had, they called to the stand like every dude she had an affair with. Right. Yeah. And had that's them go through detail. blow by blow. Oh, well. Yeah. It was gross. Yeah. So. I don't see how that's really relevant and important, but I mean. I don't either. Just I think admit, the affair with James was probably the most. Oh, yeah. That was the only really relevant one because that's the one that ended up in murder. Yeah. And then them fleeing to Mexico with children. Yeah, because she didn't talk anyone else into killing her husband. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. She didn't talk grocery store guy into killing she him probably after did. two years. She probably did. And he was like, yeah, I just can't. And that's when she oh, was like, Oh, maybe that's well, why I'm... she dropped him. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. probably it. If she had no qualms about telling her lovers how much she hated her husband and she wanted yeah. him dead, then she 100% at some point asked those those dudes to kill him. And they were like, mm, no, but I still love banging you. You're probably right. You know? And she was like, mm, thanks anyway. I'm trying it's to find somebody to, to take my end. husband. Mm-hmm. Means to the end of mm-hmm. killing her husband. Yeah. You might be right, honestly. So. Yeah. I bet you're some right. bitches are crazy, man. <laughs> she- Jesus. Definitely had some issues. Yeah. Yeah. But that's okay. She's on death row currently. So Damn, I wonder when she'll she'll be taken out. They've just been taking them out right and left lately. I know. She, and she's the last woman sitting on death row in Oklahoma. I'm able to ask it. Damn. Yeah. So it's been a while since they put a woman to death, though. So yeah. It's been a long time. I mean... Current people just don't really care if they're no put to death. So she might be taken out sooner than we thought. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I do not know. Anyway. But that is the story of the murder of Robbie Andrew. That was a good one. That was a really good one. Because I totally forgot that he ran next door and, like, hid in that house. Yeah. <sighs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Bananas. And while while you were telling me the story, I was like, I know what my next story is going to be because I I remember watching one on I think it was Snapped or something similar that what happened here. No, the metro here-ish. area here ish. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. That's my next story. I'm going to research. Do it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Shan. Thanks, Shy. If you've enjoyed this episode or you're just really optimistic that we'll only get better from here, like, subscribe, follow You're Doing Fine Oklahoma on your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at You're Doing Fine OK Pod. That's you are underscore doing underscore fine underscore OK underscore pod.